Welcome to the Strong Sassy Single Mom Podcast. I'm Josie Smith. I'm a single mom of teens, personal growth junkie, entrepreneur and business owner, writer, creator, and coach. You don't have to be a single parent to get value out of this podcast, but if you are, I'm here to remind you that you're not alone in the journey. And I'm here to help you remind yourself who you are, to reclaim your identity, and grow your confidence as a parent, to help you with the strategies to manage your time, your finances, and your personal relationships, to help you rediscover yourself beyond the roles you've taken on, and to reconnect with yourself on a deeper level so you can create the life for yourself and for your family that you've always dreamed of. Because you deserve it. In this podcast, you'll find a combination of real, tangible strategies you can implement in your life, as well as the tools to help you navigate some of the deep inner work that needs to take place in order to take your identity and your life to the next level. We are digging into all of it. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, guys, I may just have to make this a permanent part of my introduction, but if you listen to any of my episodes, you might know that you may hear some language in some of these episodes, and if you have small kids around and that bothers you, you might want to just pop in some headphones before we get started. Hey guys, I wanted to start out by reminding you of my brand new 30-day purpose journal. It's a 30-day journal that will help you reconnect with yourself, realign with your purpose, and reignite your dreams. If you're listening to this episode in real time, this journal will be available to purchase on Amazon in just a few days. Or if you'd like a free advanced copy of the printable version of the journal, stick around through the end of the podcast episode and I'll tell you how you can get that before it's even available for purchase. All right, today I want to talk about our relationships, our friendships, the people we choose to allow into our inner circle, the roles these relationships play in our becoming the people we become, how they influence us for the better or for the worse. I talked a little bit about how the people in our lives influence us in episode 13 and about how it's been said that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with, about how the choices and the lifestyles of the people we spend the most time with have a way of influencing our choices and our lifestyles and our ability or inability to actually live out our own purpose based on the influences of those around us. I also talked about other things that influence your life and what you ultimately do with your life, your physical environment, where you live, where you work, where you choose to spend your time. So if you haven't listened to that episode, that's episode 13, be sure to listen to that one too. I'll put a link in the show notes. Today though, I want to focus a little more specifically on our personal relationships 
and the different kinds of relationships that we have, the different kinds of people we have in our lives. And whether those people are a part of our lives for just a short time or for a lifetime. Which brings me to a poem I actually want to read for you. It's called Reason, Season, or Lifetime, and it's by Brian Drew Chalker. People come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. When you figure out which one it is, you will know what to do for that person. When someone is in your life for a reason, it is usually to meet a need you have expressed. They have come to assist you through a difficulty, to provide you with guidance and support, to aid you physically, emotionally, or spiritually. They may seem like a godsend, and they are. They are there for the reason you need them to be. Then, without any wrongdoing on your part, or at an inconvenient time, this person will say or do something to bring the relationship to an end. Sometimes they die. Sometimes they walk away. Sometimes they act up and force you to take a stand. What we must realize is that our need has been met. Our desire fulfilled. Their work is done. The prayer you sent up has been answered, and now it is time to move on. Some people come into your life for a season because your turn has come to share, grow, or learn. They bring you an experience of peace or make you laugh. They may teach you something you have never done. They usually give you an unbelievable amount of joy. Believe it, it is real, but only for a season. Lifetime relationships teach you lifetime lessons, things you must build upon in order to have a solid, emotional foundation. Your job is to accept the lesson, love the person, and put what you have learned to use in all other relationships and areas of your life. It is said that love is blind, but friendship is clairvoyant. A couple things from that poem that are super valuable to notice. Every relationship serves a very specific purpose. Even if the relationship isn't a lifetime relationship, even when a relationship comes to an end, the end may hurt and you may be quick to want to say that the relationship was a waste of your time because it ultimately came to an end. But during the course of the relationship, that person served a purpose in your life. They met some need that you had. And during the time they were in your life, their presence provided you with something of value, something you needed. The ending of a relationship does not invalidate the relationship itself. Maybe there was a time in your life when you were going through something really hard and someone came along and helped you walk through that hard time. Maybe they were going through a hard time as well, or maybe they had recently come out of a hard time and they were able to show you the way to the other side. And you bonded over a common struggle or a common challenge. But maybe 
when you both came out of that struggle, you started to drift apart because you no longer had that difficult thing to keep you bonded because you'd finally come out of it and grown from it and moved on from it. And maybe you started to recognize that beyond that common struggle, you didn't have anything else in common with this person. And as hard as you tried to keep that relationship intact, to hold on to that person because they were so instrumental in your healing journey, you just drifted apart. And one day it just hits you that they're not there anymore, that you just moved on and moved out of each other's lives. And you wonder if you shouldn't try to reconnect or rekindle the relationship, but you know deep down that you really don't have that connection anymore. That's okay. That person came into your life for a reason. And you came into their life for a reason. You both fulfilled that reason or that purpose for each other. And then you moved on. You can still hold value in that relationship, even if it's ended. And you don't have to try and force it to continue to be what it used to be because you've both grown from your time together. You helped each other grow. And in helping each other grow, you ended up growing apart. But that's what you were meant to do. You don't have to regret what was because it no longer is. You can be grateful for what was because of what and who you became through it. I can think of so many people who were such an important part of my life for a season, who came into my life during a certain time when I was doing a certain thing or experiencing a certain challenge and who are no longer really a part of my life anymore. I had friends during a season of being in high school or college we shared a common experience of being a student or being a certain age and going through similar things during a certain time of our lives. I had other friends during a season of being a young mom. Many of my high school and college friends sort of drifted away during this season because I had my first baby when I was 21. And most of my friends that I had during this time of my life, being that we were all newly 21, most of them were spending their time going to clubs, going to bars, going dancing, staying out all night, partying, dating. And I had a baby. And then a lot of them started getting married and spending their free time doing things with other couples. And they didn't have kids yet. And then I was single with a toddler. Just because we grew apart as we moved into different seasons, doesn't mean that the relationships we had during the times when we were close didn't have value or that they didn't mean anything because they did. Those relationships meant the world to us, to me, when we were in them. You can't look back and say that you wasted your time building a relationship with someone simply because the relationship doesn't end up lasting forever. That season of your life wouldn't have been the same without those relationships. At the time, those people mean the world to you. You laugh and learn and grow and love together. 
you experience life together. You support each other through challenges. You need each other. But it's okay that you don't need each other forever, that you grow in different directions or move into different seasons, which means the things you need from the relationships in your life change. And the people you could lean on in one season, you might not be able to lean on in the next season. And then there are the lifetime relationships. These are really few and far between. Most relationships you come across in your life are reason or season relationships. A true lifetime person is rare. And those relationships require the most work. For me, the only people I can truly say are lifetime people for me are my family. But not everyone even puts family in this category, and that's okay. For me, my family is there. Unless my sister ever tries to serve me gluten-free brownies ever again, then I might have to strongly reconsider. But for right now, the people in my family are my only lifetime people. That's not to say that some of the friends that I have in my life right now won't become lifetime people or that I won't meet new friends in the future that might become lifetime people. But one thing I believe is that sometimes we meet people who could be lifetime friends, but we turn them into season friends because we burn out the relationship. And when one person gets burned out in the relationship, a lot of times they end up walking away. You cannot expect one person or one relationship to be able to be everything or provide everything for you. As I've gotten older, I've really recognized that there's potential danger and even toxicity in the term best friend when it's used to describe one key friendship or relationship in your life. If you label one single person in your life as your best friend, you are putting far too much pressure on that relationship and on that person. It's okay and actually super important to have different friends or different people in your life to serve different roles. The person you go to for advice about your three-year-old's temper tantrums probably isn't the same person you want to go to for reassurance when you're having a hard time or struggling through something. The person you go to for deep, intellectual, challenging conversations maybe isn't the same person you're going to go to for advice when you're in an argument with your partner. The person you go to for comfort or reassurance when you're struggling through a challenging situation probably isn't the same person you want to go to for advice on a marketing strategy for your business. The person you go to for accountability in your fitness journey is probably not the same person you have long, deep conversations with about the meaning of life or how you've been handling this season's Mercury retrograde. If you try to lean on one single person, one best friend for everything, 
you're going to burn out the relationship. The expectations that you place on that relationship are never going to fully be met if you expect them to be everything for you. I just had this example pop into my head, and maybe it's not a perfect example, but it's sort of a simple example. So maybe it will be relatable. A couple weeks ago, I was driving and I was sitting at a stoplight at a super busy intersection. Like we're talking six to eight lanes of traffic going north and south and six to eight lanes of traffic going east and west. And I'm like the first car in line at the red light with a ton of cars behind me. And the light turns green. So I step on the gas and my car says, nope, we're just gonna sit here. And then all my dash lights start blinking and the heat starts sputtering and the damn thing just dies. Now, even though I knew it wasn't going to start, I tried to start it again. And of course it didn't. My alternator was toast. So sitting here in the middle of honking traffic, I have some very specific needs. The first thing I need is to get my car out of there. I'm not going to call my mom because that's not something she can help me with. I'm not going to call my fitness coach because that's not something she can help me with. I'm not going to call my friend who's my accountability partner in business because that's not something she can help me with. I'm going to call my dad because he has a truck and a flatbed trailer and the ability to tow me to his shop and then drive me to my house so I can drive my daughter's car for a while while mine is getting fixed. Now, as it turned out, my dad wasn't able to make it there to get my car, so I had to call a tow truck, which then left me still needing to get a ride. And my sister lived five minutes from where I broke down, and I knew she didn't have to be to work for another several hours, so I called her. It would have been silly to call my mom. She lives much, much further. It would have been pointless for me to call my fitness coach or my friend who's my business accountability partner, or any other number of people in my circle. I was intentional about who I leaned on in this specific situation because of the specific roles they play in my life and because of the individual ways that they can or can't support me in that specific scenario. And like I said earlier, if I had tried to lean on one single person who wasn't the right person for this situation... If my car had broken down and I called the wrong person just because they were the person who I leaned on for something else, that person wouldn't have been able to help me as well as the people who did help me. They wouldn't have been able to tow my car or pick me up or help me get to where I needed to go. But if I had expected that from them, it would have been too much unnecessary pressure on the relationship because they wouldn't necessarily have the tools to help me through what I needed in that moment. If you put too much pressure on one person to be everything for you, the expectations you place on that relationship will never fully be met and the relationship will eventually burn out. Some relationships will burn out eventually. The people who were only meant to be in your life for a reason or a season But then there are relationships we burn out ourselves because we just expect too much from them. We expect them to be too much. We lean too heavily on them and expect them to be everything. 
when nobody was ever meant to be everything for another person. So if you don't want to burn out your relationships prematurely, you need to be very intentional about the roles those relationships are there to serve in your life, about leaning into them in those roles and not putting pressure on them to step into a role that they're not there to serve. And in accepting that the relationships in our lives that are here for a reason or a season still have immense value. And that just because the relationship may run its course and come to an end doesn't mean it was a waste of time or energy. Quite the opposite. It allowed us to grow, to learn, to love, and it provided us with something of value that we needed in order to grow into the next season of our life. And for that, we can feel a deep gratitude. And speaking of gratitude, I want to tell you how important it is to have a daily gratitude practice, how important it is to recognize the things we're grateful for every single day. And it's one of the intentional practices that's included in my 30-day purpose journal, which provides you with the tools to reconnect with yourself, realign with your purpose, and reignite your dreams. That's literally the subtitle of the journal. The journal will be available for purchase through Amazon in less than a week. Or if you'd like a free printable version of the journal that you can reprint over and over every single month, all you have to do is leave a written podcast review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, screenshot the review, and send it to my DMs with your email address so I know where to send it, and I'll send you a free copy of the printable version of the journal. Now, if you're listening to this episode in real time, you only have a few weeks left to get this offer because I'm only offering this free printable version of the journal through the month of March. After March, if you want the journal, you'll have to purchase it through Amazon or through my website, which is currently being built as we speak. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong Sassy Single Mom podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And be sure to tag me so I can share you in my stories too. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. As always, it's been an honor to have this conversation with you today. And until next time, you got this.